Good morning. Today's daf is daf Chof Dalet. Um, I'm going to go from the Gemara towards the bottom of Chof Gimel Amud Base 23b. That's the sixth last line. So remember in the Mishnah, we listed a whole lot of questions that the Dayanim ask the Edim who are coming to testify about the new moon. And the questions are to establish, are they telling the truth or not? Did they see the right things? Were they, did they see the old moon or the new moon? Are they lying? Um, all these, um, that's what the questions are for. So the first question was, um, was the moon before the sun or after the sun? I, did it look like, did the sun just set and then the moon was going to set? I, the moon's following the sun? Or was it the other way around? And then the second question that was asked, is the moon to the north or to the south? I remember, the, as I explained yesterday, the, the sun doesn't follow the path um, directly over the center of, of Eretz Yisrael. The sun tilts to the south. So it goes, when it's rising from, from sunrise to midday, it's actually heading south. And then at its peak, when it's in the center, the highest point in the sky, it's actually a bit to the south, and then it heads to the north. And according to Rashi, the moon follows the sun. So at sunset, the sun's going to look like it's, let's just say, center west, and the moon's going to be a little bit to the north. If it's the other way, or is it the other way around, to the south? So that's the second question. But the Gemara, so the Gemara asks on that. That seems to be the same question. By saying, is the moon before the sun, setting earlier than the sun, then it will appear north of the sun. Because again, the moon's going to be on the horizon. And remember, the sun's coming and heading north as it sets. So it's going to be to the north. It's the same question. And so to the opposite, if it's following the sun, it's going to be to the south. It's, 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 Two different ways of phrasing the same question. So what's so Amar Abai no Abai says it's actually asking a slightly different question. Is the concavity is the indent of the moon towards the sun or away from the sun? And im If he says it's before the sun, he hasn't said anything because the moon actually you the moon's curve is always to the, the the outside of the moon's curve, the outside of the crescent is always towards the sun. And again, that makes a lot of sense because remember the moon gets its light from the sun and the part to us that appears dark is the part that's not facing the sun. And that's why it's dark. So the moon's, so the moon's always going to have its, cur- its outer curve to the back. And this is based on what Rabbi Yochanan says, Dominion and fear is with him. He makes peace in the heavens. It says, what is, what's, he makes peace in the heavens. The sun never sees the pegima, the, the missing part, the blemish in the moon, nor the pegima of the rainbow. He never sees that the moon's lacking and he never sees that the rainbow is lacking. The pegima of the moon is so that it's not upset. Uh, the moon, if the sun sees the moon's missing, it's, it's on the one hand, we could look at it from the perspective of the moon, it's embarrassing to the moon. And therefore it will cause uh, uncomfortable and disharmony in the heavens. You could also say from the sun, the, if the moon's facing the sun with its uh, where it's pegima, where it's missing, 
it looks like it's turning its back on the sun. It's disrespectful to the sun. So that could cause again um, a lack of harmony in the heavens. Shall keshes pegimta shall keshes deloy lameru avde chama giri komashaje. The the sun never sees the thing uh, the. Uh, Kima of the moon, so that you can't say those, so that you can't say that it looks like it's shooting arrows. Arash explains that the Oivde Avodah used to worship the sun. If the rainbow was faced facing the sun, the whole of the rainbow, they would say, "Look, you see, the sun is shooting arrows at the world." So to stop that, and that's and be careful of its huge power, but to stop that, so that um, the moon never sees the the sun never sees the cave of the rainbow okay let's go on it says the one time taught if he says to the north what he says is valid and if he says it to the south then it's invalid now we're going to have to determine what it is but at the moment, our assumption is that the moon's to the north and the moon's to the south. It says, But didn't we learn the opposite? If it's to the south, it is true. And if he says it's to the north, it's nonsense. So we have these two braces that seem to contradict each other. So the Gemara answers, Lo kasha, can be a moisachama, can be a moishagashamim. No, the, it depends whether you're discussing winter or summer. The moisachama, the moon will be to the south. And in the moisagashamim, and, and in the rainy season, in the winter, again in Eritishol, the moon will be to the north. What's this referring to? So Rashi explains. We know, um, yeah, I'll explain it according to Rashi, then I'll say one question and then I'll just give a simple way. Well, yeah, the simplest way to learn is that um, we're going on where on the rest, western horizon does the moon set? Did the moon set, again, it's setting in the west, but it's not always directly west. It's sometimes a little bit off to the north or a little bit off to the south. So where did it, did it set, I guess, a little bit to the north of west or did it set a little bit to the south of west and that depends on whether it's summer or winter that's the simplest way that's the Meiri the Rashi has a whole different um, approach very interestingly um, based on two assumptions the first assumption is true and we and you can actually we can actually observe that and that is the sun depending on the season the sun doesn't set directly west only at the equinox around the equinoxes around spring and autumn does the sun set directly west as you head, again, this is the northern hemisphere, but as you're heading towards summer, the peak of summer, so again, this is our winter, but summer, the sun um, is actually rising in the north, is setting in the northwest. Sorry, sorry, it's setting, um, it's yeah, it's rising in the northwest, and, in, and, and again, as you go around the season, it slowly rises closer, heading south closer to the center, the equinox. So then in, uh, um, in winter, uh, the, the autumn equinox, it will be setting west. And then slowly as you head into uh, 
Winter, it starts setting, it starts setting more and more south. Again, when you're looking at the horizon where it's setting, so that. So where, and so Rashi holds, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about where the sun sets, and Rashi holds, and this is where they all question Rashi, that the moon sets directly west. He holds that the moon always sets directly west. So where will you see the sun? Where will you see the sun and the moon in regards to each other? If it's to, in the, and that depends on summer and winter, because remember the sun's setting a little bit, and depending on the season exactly, the sun's setting towards the northwest or the southwest, and the moon, according to Rashi, is always setting west. So that's, uh, that's how Rashi learns the sugya, the difference between um, the rainy season and the sum and uh, the and the As I said, the difficulty, according to, um, no, he actually learns that the Levine is always setting, um, the new moon is always setting in the southwest, and therefore in winter it will always be to the north, and in summer, where the sun is far west, sorry, um, yeah, is, um, it will. Sorry, it will. Yeah, it will be to the the moon will then be to the south. Um, okay, but the difficulty with Rashi is he assumes that the moon always sets in the same place, which uh, is not true. It sets also along along the horizon. It sets at different times of the month of the year. It sets in different parts of the horizon. So that's the difficulty with Rashi. But as I said, the, I think the simplest way to learn it is that um, the question is where on the horizon did the moon set? Was it towards the north of west or was it a bit to the south of west? Okay, let's carry on. Tonu Rabbonin. We learned in a Ebrisa, Echor Oimer Gavua Beis Mardor. So they also asked him, at sunset, how high or where in the sky did you how high above the horizon did you see the moon? So Echor Omer Gimel Mardoth. If one says two plow handles for Echor Omer Gimel, and the other one says three, Eidos and Kayemes. There, Eidos is valid. I, even though they gave different testimony, um, one one said it was just two, and the other one said it was three above the horizon. It's it's good enough. It's close enough. Echor Omer Gimel Echor Omer Hey Eidos and Betayla. If one says it's three. And the other one says five. The Eidos is invalid. But they can join to another age. You can have one, one of those Eidim who testified three can join with another age who testifies three. Or the Eid that testifies five can join with another Eid who testified five. Um, two interesting questions on this. Firstly, how, so we allow a little bit of error. We give room for error. If the one says three and the one says four, that's five. That's fine. That's kosher. But if the one says three and the one says five, that's invalid. We see that it sounds like there's room for error of one. So what happens if the one made a mistake of one less and the other one made a mistake of one more? And then you end up with three and five. So why is that invalid? So the simplest answer is actually really we only give room of error for half a mardas, half a plow handle, however that looks, how that looks on the horizon. Um, and therefore, um, if one says three and one says five, they're more than a half off. Um, that would be one. And then another question is, there's a Gomorrah elsewhere which says that if you have two Adim and one of them is definitely lying, we don't allow them to testify. 
Now, because you don't know which one's talking nonsense and which one's talking the truth. So, I want to say Rashi excludes from that problem by saying not that we allow both of them to testify. We allow one of them to join with another group, another aide to testify. Because then, so maybe in that case where it's only one, um, he could be taken as the valid one. But to accept both of them as witnesses, well, one of them is definitely not telling the truth. Or not reliable, and therefore we would ignore him. Okay, Ton Rabbonin, Ro'inu b'mayim, Ro'inu b'ashoshes, Ro'inu b'ovim, Ein me'idin olav. If someone sees the reflection of the moon in water, or in a ashoshes, I'll come back to that shortly, or in clouds, he sees it like thinly through the clouds. He's not allowed to testify about it. Chetzio b'mayim, Chetzio b'ovim, Chetzio b'ashoshes. If he sees half in the water, half in the avovim, and half in the ashoshes, Ein me'idin olav. He's not allowed to testify. The Gemara just told us if he sees the whole moon reflected in the water, etc., he's not allowed to testify. Well, if he sees just half of the moon reflected in the water, obviously he's not allowed to testify. If he sees half of the moon reflected uh, through the clouds, if if he's not allowed to testify when he sees the whole moon visible, just visible through the clouds, he's definitely not allowed to testify when he sees the whole... um, Half the moon. So what's the so Ella Hachik Omar? This is what it's saying. Chetzi of Bamayim, Chetzi of Berakia, Chetzi of Baovin, Chetzi of Berakia, Chetzi of Bashoshit, Chetzi of Berakia, Ein Meidin. No, the novel point here is what happens if he sees half reflected in the water and half um, and half in the sky, half in the sky or half in through the clouds, half uh, through the Ashoshis. And half in the sky. So he's actually like, I mean, you, you know those paintings where they show the moon setting over the water and you see it reflected in the water. So that's what he's saying. If he sees half reflected in the water and half in the sky, in the sky that's not good enough to testify. So true with the other cases. Even though he's seeing half of the new moon clearly and correctly. Now just regarding this Ashoshi, so this is what I wanted to tell you. If you go to Rashi far down the page, it's the... It's, it's re, um, the last word of the thin line is ashoshes. So there he says, I mean, candle belaz, a candle in uh, old French. Laz is old French. So we see, if you look from where it said, where the mission is in big in Rashi, Rashi is the inner column, um, and you go six lines up from the Mishnah, you'll see the first word of the line is um, candle. So Rashi is telling us, what's an ashosh? It's a candle. Now, I don't know, is a ca- is candle must mean a lamp? Because there's a question, how do we translate this word ashosh? Do we translate it as seeing the moon through glass? Or is it talking about r- r- or through a lamp, ashosh through a lamp? Or is it talking about seeing the reflection of the moon in glass, kind of like a mirror? So what does ashoshes mean? As I said, interesting, I don't know if my old French is accurate, but I would imagine the word candle is more similar to lamp than mirror. So maybe Rashi is translating it, but again, that's not a, as I said, my old French is not uh, reliable, so I wouldn't pass him based on that. But it's a big question this, this touches on, because what is seeing through glass counted as seeing something? And there's certain alochas where you have to see something, and therefore, does seeing it through glass counter? They try to bring this as a proof. The Shus Yaakov, we quoted him yesterday, but he has a question. Can a Dayan who wears glasses, a Dayan has to watch the Chalitza? So if he's wearing glasses, does it count as if he's seeing the Chalitza? Or is he 
blind and he's not seeing the chalitza. And there are many other halachas where we discuss, look, seeing something through a window, is that considered seeing it according to halacha? And I don't know if you want to say it's better or worse, but then you can translate the same question into wearing glasses. Like when you're reading from the Torah, so you have to read from the Torah. Is reading it through glasses valid? Is reading it through, if you have a plexiglass screen um, between you and the Torah and you're reading it, does that count as reading the Torah? What are other halachas? An interesting one is we know there's a mitzvah to when you see an elder person or a great Tamil Chacham to stand up. If you see them through glass, do you have to stand up? I guess maybe like you sitting on the one side of the machitz and the, and the old elderly person is walking next to you on the other side of the machitz and you see it through glass. Do you have to stand up? Um, um, one of the interesting ramifications that's actually quite practical, um, many hold you can say Havdalah on a filament globe. The halogens, the ones that use gas and LEDs and stuff are problematic, but the ones that have a filament, that metal that burns, and produces the light. Many hold you can say, have done on that. Others hold you can't because you're seeing the fire through a lamp, through a glass, and you can't, and therefore that's not sufficient. I think we're, where necessary, we're lenient. If you don't have a candle to say have dollar on, and you want to say boremoresh, you can say it on a filament globe. Um, obviously that's a lot, but this is, uh, this is all this question, and part of it's tied into how do you translate Hashoshisya? If you translate it as a mirror, you could say very clearly there's no problem with, or at least we don't have a Gomorrah arguing with seeing something through glass. And if you want to say that Ashosh is here is through the glass lantern, well then it's the Al Gomorrah seems to be saying you cannot say treat seeing something through glass as, uh, as visibility. I was thinking, maybe I'm wrong, but I would not be surprised if the quality of our glass is much clearer and much smoother, much more refined, than their glass, but that I guess uh, that I can't verify. Um, what else is there on this? Yeah. Seeing an erva through glass on the TV, does that count? We know you're not allowed to say shma when there's a woman not dressed appropriately, so if it's on the TV or through a window, are you allowed to say shma? How do you view that? Um, Rabbi Yosef says there are actually two problems. One is the problem of saying it in front of the erva. So even if you say it's not in front because it's either on TV, which is not real, or you say that it's through glass, but he still says the thoughts that it um, stimulates is a problem. Is, is, a, is a problem in its own right, so it wouldn't make a difference whether it's through glass or not. But again, this question of how do we view seeing something through glasses. Um, oh, and then just once we discuss in the moon, Kiddush Levana. Can you say Kiddush Levana if you see the moon through the window of your house? Would you have to see it plain in the sky? If you can't say it because you're looking through the window of your house, can you say it because you're seeing it through your glasses? Um, okay, so those are all questions regarding this point. Let's go on last point of the last uh, point of the mission of the previous Mishnah. Ton Rabbanon Roinu v'shuv lo Roinu. If they saw it and then they didn't see it, ain't may eating all of they're not allowed to testify regarding it. So how long do they actually have to stare at this moon? They go, they see the new moon. They say, oh, we better go to Yerushalayim to testify that we see the new moon. They go inside to pack some uh, their bags and put on their tackies because they got a long walk ahead. And they walk outside and they can't see the moon. They not a lot. 
to go testify that can that can't be. It's not Omar Abai Haki Kamarinu Mahalainu Vishandri Ros Midatainu. So they just happened to see it and then they decided to go see it. Midas with awareness that oh maybe that was the new moon and we can go testify Velora you know and then the second time they don't see it ain't me eating all of they're not allowed to testify regarding it my timer it could be that they just saw some reflection of light in the clouds it was very interesting if they saw the new moon and they said oh that's a new moon let's go testify that's all they need to see and if it subsequently disappears they can go back to Yerushalayim but if they happen to see the new moon and then they like let's say go inside and they're like wait we just saw the new moon let's go confirm that we actually saw it are they one who uh, in their own mind they weren't 100% clear that they saw it then and they go to look for it and they don't see it well by the fact that they didn't have confidence in their first sighting that shows that they uh, um, that maybe it wasn't a good sighting and therefore it's invalid if they don't see it again. Okay, let's go on to the next uh, Mishnah. The Mishnah is, okay, so where are we holding in the story? That they verified the Adim, and it's now time to announce the new moon. So it says, Rosh Beisdin Oibem Rekudash. The head of the Beisdin says, Mekudash. And the whole, and all the people afterwards answer, Mekudash, Mekudash. And this is whether it's seen in its time, either 29th, uh, 30th day, or whether it's seen not in its time, I, the Rosh Chodesh is on the 31st day. According to this opinion, this Tana, you always, the, the Rosh Basin always says Makudash, and everyone answers Makudash, Makudash. Rebbe Lozab, Rebbe Tzadok, Rebbe Lozab, Rebbe Tzadok says, No, im loy nira bizmano, ein matishin o If you don't see it in its time, I, if they're not declaring the 30th day as Rosh Chodesh, then you don't see it, because Shemaim automatically sanctifies the... 31st day. So you only say this Makudash to this Makudash procedure if it is in the um, um, only do this Makudash procedure. Yeah, if it's the 30th day that you're making Rosh Chodesh, because the other day happens automatically. Um, now the Gemara just wants to go into the source. It says Rosh based in the, the head of the Sanhedrin says Makudash. Once they've determined that it's the new moon, so he says Minani Mili. What's the source of that? So Amar Bichir Bakamta, Amar Biyosi Ben Shol, Amar Rebi, Amar Kro. The pasuk says Vayedaber Moshe Es Moade Hashem. Moshe said um, Moshe spoke the festivals of Hashem. I Moshe said Moade Hashem. It is Rosh Chodesh. We see here that the Rosh Beisdin says Makudash. How do we know that all the people minolon, that all the people respond Makudash, Makudash, it's been sanctified, it's been sanctified. So Omar Abba, Omar Kral, the Pasuk says, Asher Tikru'u Asom, which they, Kori Bey Atem, don't read it as Oisom, read it as Atem, which you called, which you declared. Rav Nachum Yitzhak Omar Eilehei Mo'adai, these they um, these are they these are my the Haim seems to be extra so read it as they the Bnei Yisrael the people around declare Mo'adai Mekudash Mekudash Trey Zimli Lamali where do we get that the people respond Mekudash Mekudash twice Dilsiv Mikra Eikodesh declarations of sanctity so the people respond Kodesh Kodesh Mekudash Mekudash Okay, so that's the discussion regarding how, what's the source that they say Makudash. Now in the Mishnah we saw two opinions of, 
when they say Mekudash. We saw the Tanakhama says every single month when based in declare at Rosh Chodesh, the Rosh, the head of the Sanhedrin says Mekudash and all these people respond Mekudash, Mekudash. Rebbe Lozab Rebbe Tzadok says, no, only on a month where you're declaring the 30th day, Rosh Chodesh, where you're declaring the 31st day, well, that happens automatically. We're going to see two more opinions regarding that. Okay. Tanya Plimo Oime Plimo said, Bismano in Makachinoso, Shelo Bismano Makachinoso. Bismano, you say, you don't sanctify it, Shelo Bismano Makachinoso. Plimo Rashik seems to say, because he says it requires Chizuk. So I understood that as follows. When Bezdin declare the 30, remember, the 31st, if you don't declare Rosh Chodesh, whatever you do, the 31st day is anyway going to be Rosh Chodesh. So that when Beisdin make the 29th day, uh, sorry, the 30th day, when Beisdin make the 30th day Rosh Chodesh, they're, they're, they're pulling their weight. They're highlighting that it's Rosh Chodesh and it has Chizuk. When they're only making the 31st day Rosh Chodesh, well, that would have happened whether or not they aid him, whether or not the Sanhedrin interrogated anyone. So therefore they need to give it chizuk, they need to strengthen the fact that it was Beisdin who made it Rosh Chodesh, and therefore they say, the head of the Beisdin says, Mechudash, Mechudash, sorry, Mechudash, and everyone responds, Mechudash, Mechudash. So that's uh, Plimo's opinion. Rebbe Lozab Rebbe Shimon says, Bein kach u bein kach ein makad shenoso. No, you never sanctified. Shenema v'kidish shlam es shlasa chamishim shonim ato makadish v'yato makadish chadoshim. You only sanctify the, the years and you never sanctify the months. You never make a special declaration to sanctify the months. So we've actually seen four opinions regarding this makudash. Interesting enough, just to highlight, they're not arguing on based in supposed to go through the procedure of interrogating the witnesses and declare and verifying that it's Rosh Chodesh. What they're debating is just whether you do this added um, mitzvah of saying Mekudash and everyone responding Mekudash, Mekudash. That seems to be the Machloikes. Um, Rabbi? Yes. Uh, if it's very cloudy and they can't see the moon yeah. and uh, they declare it on the 31st day. Yeah, so I don't, know, I don't remember the procedure exactly. Maybe we'll see. But the 31st day will automatically become Rosh Chodesh. So if they didn't see it on the 30th day, then the 31st day will become Rosh Chodesh. I'm not sure if Beisdin will officially say it is Rosh Chodesh or if they kind of just leave it and it's treated as Rosh Chodesh. But yeah, maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll get clarity on that. But yeah, it can. That's that's the thing with the thirty the thirty first day is it will if the, it will automatically be Rosh Chodesh. Okay, Omar Rabbi Omar Rabbi Yudah Moshmul Rabbi Yudah said Naim Moshmul Halacha Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Tzorak the Halacha is like Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Tzorak I that you only say Makudash on a on it on the if Rosh Chodesh is on the thirtieth day, not on the thirty-first. Amr Abay Afananim Tenina Abay says we also learned this in a Mishnah. Ro'inu based in v'chol Yisrael. If based in and the whole of Israel saw the new moon, nevertheless they interrogated the Adim and they didn't get a chance to declare it Kodesh ad until it and then it was not. I on the thirtieth day they were in the middle of declaring, checking the Adim out. 
and before they got a chance to finish the whole uh, interrogation, it became the 31st day. It's now a full month. It implies that you, they just leave it to be a full month. They don't actually declare it Mekudash. No, we need to say that it's a full month for itself. And It's not coming to teach us that they don't sanctify it. They just leave it to be the full month. Um, we need it for another teaching. Since everyone saw the new moon, it's public, and therefore even though they didn't finish the interrogation, they should still treat the 30th day as Rosh Chodesh. Kamashmana comes to teach us, no, if they didn't finish the interrogation before nightfall, well then Rosh Chodesh will be moved over to the next day. Okay, new Mishnah. This is a, a very interesting mission. The mission says, Rabban Gamil had images, forms of the moon, like little models of the moon, um, on a board, on a tablet, and on the wall, but Aliyoso in his attic, I think that means like his office. And he would show regular people, how did you see the moon? Was it like this? Was it like this? Where in the sky was it? Which direction was it facing? Again, sometimes it's quite hard to describe how you saw the moon, or regular people might not be so familiar with the terms used to describe the moon, so they would use these images of the moon to... Uh, um, use these images, he would use these images of the moon to help the Adim who came to testify describe what they saw. They could say, oh, we saw the moon was like that and it was here in the sky, move it around and um, illustrate their testimony. Now, Umi, sorry, is that permitted? Is he allowed, the whole discussion here is, is it, we're not allowed to make images or models. He says, "Me sorry for Hoxiv is in a written loisasun iti. You're not allowed to make these images with me. Loisasun kudmushim shai. You're not allowed to make images formed of my shamoshim of my servants. You know the sun and the moon serve Hashem." Says Omar Abai Abai says that's not a good source. Lo isra Torah elo Abai is going to challenge a few times our source. We try to bring that you're not allowed to make these. Models of the sun or the moon, so but and we'll see. We reject all of them basically. No, the issue is specifically, or that brisa is referring to the issue where you can actually replicate it. And you can't make a replication of the sun and the moon, it's too big, it's too hot, etc. You can't make an actual replication. But where do I see what's an example of things for Hashem's service? Or things that serve Hashem, where you can make a replication. Kedatanya will enter the brisa. Lo yase odom bayis tavnis heichel. A person is not allowed to make a house that's in the same measurements as the heichel, the base amigdash building. Achsadra tavnis ulam, or a achsadra in the shape, size, and measurements of the ulam. Chotzer keneged azara, courtyard structured like the azara. Shulchan keneged shulchan, a table like the table in the Beis Amikdash, menorah connected menorah, a menorah similar to the menorah in the Beis Amikdash. So he says, Aval Oise, you can make a menorah shel chamisha v'shel shisha v'shel shmoina, um, a five-branched, a six-branched, or an eighth-branched menorah. The only problem would be to make a replica of the menorah. V'shel shivelo yase, afilu shel shamine matechas. You're not allowed to make a a seventh. A seventh-branched menorah, even if you're making it out of 
other metals, even though the Torah says, Zohov Tahor, you must make it out of gold, you're still not allowed to make it out of other metals. Why Rabbi Yossi, by Yehuda, you're not even allowed to make it out of wood. Kedersh also malcha beish chashmonai, as the chashmonai made their menorah out of wood. So, Omelom, Yishom Raya, what, you think they made the chashmonai, made the menorah out of wood? Says, Shapurim shel bar, Zohoyu, Bechifum, Bebots, they originally made the menorah actually out of iron, not wood, iron, and they covered it with tin. Apparently, as tin ages, it turns, it, it gets like, in, it gets, uh, look, it starts to look a little bit like wood. So that's why they thought it was wood. Then it says, Hishiru Asam Shal Kesev, Hishiru Asam Shal And as they became more wealthy, the Chashmonayim, then they made it out of silver, and then they became more wealthy, they made it out of gold. But just on this point, um, there's a, the menorah, it says, Vosisa menorah Zohav Tahar, Mikshe Ta'aseh. You must make the menorah of pure gold and make it beaten out. So it's a klal pratu klal. It's an inclusion. Just make the menorah out of anything. And then it says, no, just out of pure gold. And then klal again, beat it out, make it. So how, so, so that's a machlokes elsewhere. Does it mean, do you learn it as klal pratu klal? Which would mean the common denominator of the prat is something that's metal, and only the menorah can only be made out of metal, or do you use it as a ribui miut or ribui, you include everything except one thing, and that one thing would be cheres, but you could make the menorah out of wood. That's the debate there, that's what they're discussing. But either way, the main point for us is, we see you're not allowed to make a replica of something that is used in the service of Hashem. Those are the images you're not allowed to make. But to make an image of the sun or the moon where you can't make an actual replica, that should be fine. The Gemara says, But you, you, what, you think you're allowed to make images of the angels, of, the, of these things that you're not allowed, services, servants of Hashem that you're not able to replicate? You're not allowed to make an image of or a form of Mashamoshim who serve me in the heavenly abode. Are you not allowed to make that sounds what's in the heavens that are servants to Hashem, the sun and the moon? And that's even when you can't replicate them. So Amarabai, no, Lost Ratari Eladmus Arba Ponim Bahariatari, what that's forbidden is the four faces together. What's he referring to? What's the four faces together? So the, the, in Yechezkel it discusses Hashem's chariot and throne, etc. And there it discusses the Chayos HaKodesh, the highest level angels, the angels that carry Hashem's throne, they're the Chayos HaKodesh, and those are the ones that are itty, those are the ones that are with Hashem, because they're the, they're the beings that are closest to Hashem, these Chayos HaKodesh, and they have four faces. A man, a Odom, Shor, uh, Aryeh, Shor, and Nesher. A man, a lion, an ox, and an eagle. The kings of the, the kings of each of those domains. That's the the face of the Chaya had these four faces. So he says, what's the? So when it says you're not allowed to make images of servants that are with me, it's referring to the image of the Chaya. You're not allowed to make a four-faced creature. It says, oh, parts of Adam, the history. So what? Based on this, you're telling me you're allowed to make a human face? It says, parts of Why does it teach in the Bryce that you're allowed to make any parts of any facial feature? You can make a, a image of an animal, but you're not allowed to make the image of a person. So you see, you're not allowed to make it. 
uh, image of a person. So that brace implies only the image, a four-faced image would be also, but you also, Amar Ibechanina, Braider of Idi, Miforkate, Abaya, Shamaliv, in the Shirim of Abaya, learnt, Loitasun Iti, Loitasun Oisi, don't make me. There's a separate issue to make the image of a man and that is because it says don't make me and I think I didn't see it I didn't get a chance to check up this Gomorrah is repeated in Avodah but I think Shate is Los Asun see is um, don't make like me remember man is created B'Tselem Elohim in the image of God so you're not allowed to make man so there's actually two separate Isurim one is to make these a four-faced creature and the other is to make the face of a, of a man. So Tosas and many other Rishonim asked, well, once you're not allowed to make the face of a man, how obviously you're not allowed to make the four-faced creature, because that includes a man. And he gives a few different answers. There are a few different answers given. Um, one answer is that you might have thought that four faces isn't as problematic as the face of a man, because it's not like a creature we relate to, or a being we relate to as a service of Hashem. Um... Again, if you're not allowed to make the face of a man, maybe you can make it where it's joined with other faces. And that's why we need a separate drosha to tell us, no, you're not allowed to. Another drosha, another explanation is that um, and maybe you already found you're not making the face of the man. You found a face of a man. Can you add the other three faces to it? So no, there's a separate drosha. You're not allowed to make this four-faced fi- figure. And then a third answer, I'm sure there are a few more, but actually that they're two separate isurim. One is, and therefore if you make a four-faced creature, this, uh, if you make a rep, well not a replica, if you make the dmus of a, a mold of a chaya, you'd be liable for two isurim. One is making the mold of a man's face and one is making the four-faced being. Um, so th- those are a few possibilities, but otherwise you see you're not allowed to make all of them. Okay, but where are we holding at the moment? Remember, our issue was Rabban Gamliel had models of the moon. Said, how is that allowed? So, Kuntabai, we've seen no problem with making models of the moon. We've seen a problem of making replicas of the base Amigdash, etc. But if it's not a replica, it doesn't fall into that problem. We've seen a problem with making a human face or a four-faced being. But still nothing wrong with making the sun of the moon. So, Gmar asked, The other servants are you ready? You're not allowed to make images, models of the Shamoshim, the servants who serve Hashem in the heavens. For example, often in Shrofim Vachayas HaKodesh or Malachi Ashores, these different types of angels. So Amr Abayamai says, no, Lo Asra Torah, Elo Shamoshim Shebamadura Elyon, the Torah only forbids these Shamoshim that are in the Madur HaElyon in the upper heavens. So it's implying that in the lower heavens, which is where the sun and the moon are, the different levels heavens, the sun and the moon are in one of the lower heavens. They're quite close to the physical world. So they're in the lower heaven. Those you could make. The Pesach says, which are you allowed? Well, let me just read this Pesach in full because we're going to make a drosh on a few of the phrases. So it says, You're not allowed to make a an engraved image, any picture, from the heavens above, 
which are of things in the heavens, that's referring to the sun, the moon, the stars, and the constellations. Mima'al, or the planets. Mima'al, the rabbos Malach HaAshores. Above that is in coming to include the Malach HaAshores. So we see very clearly you're not allowed to make the sun and the moon. So there's no, ki tanya ha'ilavdam. There's no. That b'risa is specifically regarding making these images to serve. Are you allowed to make them for decoration or something like that? Yes. Are you allowed to make them to serve? No. But wait, that doesn't make sense. If you're making something to serve, even if you make a tiny worm, if you make an co- uh, image of a cockroach to serve as your God, to serve, well, that's definitely awesome. So it says, You're right, as it's taught, Asher Ba'oretz. The rabbis horim v'gos yomim v'naharos afikim v'keos says which are in the land that's coming to include mountains and oceans and rivers and valleys and hills mitachas and the word mitachas rabbis shilshul katan even to include a small worm. So therefore, um, yeah, saying so you're right. Actually, the, where we're holding at the moment, the problem is to make them to serve, but just to make them would not be a problem. Ah, vasiyah great awesome. Sorry. But are you really allowed to make them? For We have a price which teaches this explicitly. I mean, this we could have brought at the beginning and resolved this whole issue. But it says you're not allowed to make forms of the Shamoshim that serve Hashem before me in the heavens. For example, the sun, the moon, the stars and the constellations. So now we have a huge problem. How could Ramon Gamriel have these images of the moon? We've just seen very clearly you're not allowed to. So the Moran says, no, shiny Rabban Gamriel, Rabban Gamriel is different. The Acherim Osadah, others made it for him. I, he didn't, the whole issue we've been reading here is to make these models. But to have them made is not necessarily a problem. A question you have to go into, I just want to rush a bit. But don't we generally say you're not allowed to ask an answer to do something that you're not allowed to do? You're not allowed to ask a non-Jew to, uh, um, to, so you shouldn't be allowed to ask a non-Jew to make an image of a moon for you because you're not allowed to do it. Okay, so that's a, um, one, one possibility, just obviously that's a big discussion, but one possibility is for a mitzvah you can, and this was for a mitzvah for sanctifying the new moon. But that would be question. It says, Ah, oh, but Rav Yehuda made, it seems like a, a little image of a person or something like that. And Shmuel says, deface it. Oh, you can't make the image of a person. So Gemara answers, no. There, the, there it was a signet ring with a protruding face. And there the concern is chashad. I know that's a, the problem. If you keep a ring with a protruding face on, people might think that you, um, that you worship that idols, that 3D image. But if it's not, um, and this is Kedetanya, as we learned in a Brisa, sorry, Hosam Chosim Bolet, Mushum Chashad. So the, the reason is not the issue of having it, the issue is that you'll be suspected of serving Avodah Zorah. Kedetanya, as we learned in a Brisa, Tabas Chosmo, uh, 
it seems a, a signet ring with the signet of a human face. Boilate, if it protrudes, you're not allowed to leave it around. But you can use it to seal a letter because when you punch it in the, when you press it in the wax, the wax is indented. But if the Choysem is sunken in, if the signet is sunken into the ring, you can keep it because no one would use that for Avodah but you would not be allowed to use it as a seal. Um, so interesting. So it seems from this Gemara, and this is how Shulchan Aruch learns, it's not, it's not the only opinion in the Rishonim, but Shulchan Aruch learned that the clear problem of a human face is a 3D human face. To draw a picture of a human form is not a problem, it's specifically a 3D image. And that's how Shulchan Aruch Paskin. That's why here the whole concern is with this. Um, signet ring is because it's 3D. But if it was just 2D, just a picture or a painting of a human face or form, that would be fine. Are we really concerned about chashad? I, do we say that, look, you have the signature and you have this idol in your house, people are going to suspect you of Avodah Zorah. It says, There was the shul of Shafi Yosef. It's an interesting story beside, behind Shafi Yosef. That was the name of the shul, but Rashi brings, and this is connected, that um, the shul was Shafi's fallen down or destroyed and Yosef is re-established. So some learn that it was built with materials from the Beis Hamidash that had been destroyed and they built the special shul of Shafi Yosef. But there was a shul of Shafi Yosef in Nahardai in Nahardai. There was the statue of the king in it. And all these great sages, Rav Shmuel, the father of Shmuel Levi, used to go and daven there. No one was concerned that we'd suspect them of serving idols. So one says, no, Rabbim Shiny, where it's for the population, it's different. I, where it's for an individual, then it's a problem. No one's going to suspect a whole community, a whole shul of serving up for the Zara. So that's more linear. But if it's your own personal model, that's a problem. For Rabban Gamil Yochitu. But wait, now back to our question. Rabban Gamil was a private individual, and he had these images, these models of the moon. No, Kivan the Nasi who Shuchi Rabim Gavei. Since he's the Nasi, there are always people with him. So it's like it's for the Rabim. He boys a third on another possibility to Prokim Havei. It was made of pieces. It wasn't like a moon. It was a detachable moon. So therefore, made up of many parts. The Eboy's Emil, he's made of it. He did it to teach. And the Apostle says, You're not allowed to learn to practice. You're allowed to learn about it to understand it and to teach. I, again, to be able to paskin on a Charlotte to do with Avodah you have to understand that Avodah Zorah is to be, um, uh, just a, more, a practical, common example uh, along these lines. You wouldn't be allowed to learn Christian theology. But if you need to determine whether you're allowed to go into a church or what songs you're allowed to sing or what, you know, then you have to learn it to understand and to paskin or to teach your students what they're not allowed to do. And um, we see the same with witchcraft. You're not allowed to practice witchcraft, but they're allowed to learn it. The Sanhedrin's allowed to learn it and practice so they can know how to judge a court case with the witch. So in summary, we've got a, three answers why Rabban Kamil was allowed to do this. I, there's no concern of Hashad because he was the Rabbim. Because he's like the rabbim. Secondly, it was broken into pieces. It was made of different pieces. Or thirdly, it's to educate people to paskin. It would be mutar. There's a lot to go into the sugya. So it sounds like what about um, uh, when are you allowed to make a 3D image and when are you not allowed, only allowed to make a 2D image? And which ones are mutar? Which ones are not? Um, that's uh, like could you make a 3D animal? 
definitely a 3D person. Some Rishonim hold even a 3D, even a 2D face of a person could be a problem. So as a lot of these points are discussions, but I think I went according to the main, uh, the main approaches. Okay, and we'll leave it there for today.